Welcome to Weta Digital's Unsupervised, a podcast series that brings you personal perspective from the front line of modern visual effects. This is a closed door session, so come on in and shut the door behind you. My name is Max, and in this episode we'll be talking about our work on Black Widow with Sean Walker, visual effects supervisor. That essentially means I'm responsible for delivering Weta's portion of uh, the visual effects for Black Widow on time and under budget and uh, with a happy client. And joining him today, we have Carl Rapley, animation supervisor. That means I'm responsible for all the, the motion aspects in our sequence, and otherwise I do what Sean tells me to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I've been here 15 years. Uh, how long have you been here, Oh, Carl? I started end of 2006, so oh, yeah. Sorry, not, that, um, not that long after me anyway. Yeah, on, on Tintin back in the day and left in 2013 for a few years and then came back the end of 2016. I don't think I've, I haven't had a, a hiatus <laughs> from weather at all. So all weather, all, all the time. Hey man, it's it's good here. I, it is. I've been out, I've been out <laughs> I, I, I can complain. tell you. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we just finished up. We did. Yeah, it was awesome. It was a, probably one of my favorite shows that I think I've worked on here is a, Certainly one of the easiest ones. I wouldn't say easy artistically, but uh, easy as in um, there was very little stress. The uh, The client was always happy. Uh, the client being Marvel was always happy. Um, Jeff Bauman, uh, the client side VFX soup, was really great to work with. He was super, <laughs> super happy all the yeah. time. Yeah, <laughs> And uh, same with the, all, all the producers on their side as well. Uh, yeah, our work on it was um, essentially what we did, uh, and it was it was quite significant actually. We Weta has a decent portion of the film, like uh, I would say, probably twenty minutes uh, from beginning to the end. It's all in a row as well, which I think is nice. Like we're not having to deal with the beginning and then the end, and there's stuff in between that you don't really get context for. Uh, so having a full straight twenty minutes of the film kind of gives you the control even over things like continuity you know we worked on the helicopter uh from uh when it starts uh when the helicopter first appears to when it crashes (laughs) yeah the helicopter helicopter was a good one it's an mi8 which is sort of uh, described it like it was the looks AK- like an elephant <laughs> yeah it looks it handles like an elephant no, um, <laughs> um, it's sort of one of the most ubiquitous helicopters in yeah. production it's sort of like the AK-47 of the helicopter world True. It's, it's a Russian made uh, very universal uh, helicopter and they wanted it to be this big this big uh, heavy hulking beast sort of thing that, that handles a bit ungainly that we had to explore, and uh, that was that was pretty interesting. We had even a one of the supervisors here is a big aeroplane yeah. uh, nut, and he <laughs> got in a simulator and flew it around virtual Miramar, I yeah. think. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, gave us that flight data for you, and um, that and that was that was useful up to a point. It was yeah. yeah. A lot of it is very shot specific, so it's make it cool is yeah, the rule a lot much. of the, a lot of the time. So it always ends up being marvelified, like you always yeah. have to yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> make it look. Yeah, that's great. That's, 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 that's what the helicopter would do, but but 
<laughs> make it cooler. Make it cool. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Have you worked on what other Marvel films well, have you worked on? Uh we I started with Infinity War, rolled into Endgame and then now you're onto Black and Widow. then Black Widow. So it was a, it was I've gone from working on none to to three all in a row, yeah. Sweet, yeah. I had a, a couple. I've I've been on every one, every single Marvel movie that Weta has worked on. But you're a well-known uh, Marvel. Uh, a little Marvel fanatic, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Yeah, and we were the we were the sequence supervisors uh, on Endgame for our, yeah. our we were we were comboed up for that too. So. Exactly. Yeah. And they rolled us onto Black Widow and uh, let us loose. <laughs> hey, why why screw with a winning team? Exactly. Right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> It's directed by Kate Shortland, and she. This is kind of her first sort of real big actiony thing. If uh, she's done a lot of um, sort of smaller, more dramatic things, which is great for uh, a base tone for the movie. But then it, um, there's always going to be that Marvel, that Marvel uh, mm. <laughs> that action takeover. Marvel action that has uh, to you know be uh, scattered throughout. So uh, we have our um, big action moment, and then there'll, there'll be a big action moment at the end of yeah. the film too. Um, I'm not sure if we're this is, might be getting into the territory but why we talk about this um, <laughs> when you have first time Marvel directors or people who have only done like small indie films then they get there's like a career progression they have small small indie film and then it's like yeah. okay here's a Marvel freaking yeah. 100 million dollar yeah. <laughs> film away you go yeah. um, a lot of the time they're getting introduced to visual effects yeah at the same time and we have to ease them into certain ways of work like how we how we work how our pipeline works yep. how a shot when you see an animation shot okay no no this is not what it's this is just the blocking don't yeah. worry we're going to finesse this this isn't the final render yeah <laughs> no it's and, it's it is exactly like that and uh and i i don't think that's uh i don't know insulting or anything no a, like a they um it's a totally i mean i mean i inside visual effects we don't know what a lot of our own peers do you know <laughs> exactly. it's, it's great seeing the excitement yes <laughs> of someone yeah. who's, who's new to vfx yeah and uh what you can do that yeah it's <laughs> like oh my god that's amazing <laughs> like we still got a little bit that's to do. great but change but how about we yeah do exactly this <laughs> yeah um yeah no it was cool i do it's a it's an enjoyable experience and uh marvel's kind of pretty good at mm. um onboarding people yeah exactly yeah. bringing people who have a specific tone and and uh um it's the tone that they're looking for and the story that they're looking for uh um and so they get the the director to do that job and then um they just add their marvel craziness on top mm. um yeah yeah but it wasn't um wasn't really like a a huge team we had for this really it wasn't we had a small team yeah. um the amount of shots that some individuals did was pretty crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I would say, you know, if you're looking at, I don't know, say the lighting team, you could have, uh, depending on the complexity of the shots, you could have someone working on, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 to 20 at the most shots uh, uh, for a show. And then we had people hitting 50 shots quite easily, I think. Um, and yeah, uh, it was interesting. Um but we kind of had the right team to be able to do that in the first place. We had a really technical team that were able to create setups and and workflows that were able to punch out those kinds of numbers. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think we, at our peak, we probably only had like 
seven in animation um and then we we ramped up to that and then um that was yeah including motion edit um and drop down um but with the number of individual shots people were pump, pumping out was quite significant um yeah. <laughs> and we had our we had our rush before Christmas, and then Sean had his rush after Christmas. Yeah. So, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> so, so it's it like, yeah, <laughs> we took turns. Yeah, they um, we also had a um part of uh, working with indie directors is that they also have uh reasonably stylized looks as well, mm. and that was one of the things we had to work with here too. Was uh, uh we did a lot of. Um, it was shot mostly anamorphic. Uh, the idea was that it would look entirely anamorphic the whole way through. And, uh, th they had these amazing lenses that they shot on that are like, you know, 60, 70, 80 years old. And, uh, they all have these kind of, um, crazy artifacts on them. Like, uh, there's lots of lens smearing, uh, towards the edges of frame. There's a uh, huge distortion that you get from these anamorphic lenses. Yep. Um, and, uh, you had to reproduce that. We had to reproduce <laughs> it. Yeah. So they shot most everything else on anamorphic lenses, but when it came to the VFX and the VFX plates, um, all of our sequence, most of our sequence, uh, especially for the gulag was shot spherical. So, we had uh, this this big effort in the beginning. Um, uh, Tim Walker, our comp supervisor, put in a huge amount of effort at the head of the show to, to line up each um, anamorphic lens to its respective spherical lens and then include all the smearing that matched, uh, all the distortion that matches, all the... Um, the the amount of chromatic aberration was is crazy so there's all these kinds of uh really quite pretty um lens artifacting that you're getting uh, from these old lenses that we just had to replicate uh on in <laughs> for the spherical lenses so that was a a big effort but uh very cool uh and a, very cool in the end because you just get this kind of even though it's a super action beat you kind of still get that um a slight indie feel to it, which is mm. nice. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, and you, you were um, you were on set for this one. I was on set for this one. Yeah, it was um, in London at Pinewood Studios. For the most part, there were a couple of location shoots out in a place called Hankley Common, um, which is where we did the helicopter crash and the the pigs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, there are pigs in this film. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Milena's house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there are pigs in this film. CG pigs and real pigs. <laughs> they were pretty interesting to work with. Um, yeah, so uh, on set was, was uh, really great, actually. It's the first time I've been on a Marvel set. At one point, the second unit, VFX supervisor had to go away for a couple of weeks and uh the Marvel team there were were very trusting um and understanding and allowed me to sit into that role for um a few weeks which is nice. And it's quite important I think to be on set. There's always a crew there. Well, when we're not working with our own crew on set, it's always nice to have a presence on there because no one really knows how uh, each studio works so if you're over there you can uh, guide them in a way uh, that that works for 
for your own studio. There was an example where uh, Natasha was pulling out one of her batons from her from her backpack, and rather than her waving around an invisible stick or a um, a stump of a stick or something, um, we suggested that they just uh, go with the actual prop and rather than having to then create a full CG asset for that, all we had to do was paint it out for a few frames at the head of the shot. <laughs> so, so we saved them money, we save us a bunch of work, and uh, it's not something that, you know, it's, it's just kind of extra. It's little details like that that you can have an influence on throughout. Mm, it's a problem-solving aspect, which is... It is, yeah. Turns out to be a lot of filmmaking is problem-solving. Um. Exactly. <laughs> That's very true. It's pretty funny. Uh, exciting time, though. I was there for a lot longer than I was uh, expecting as well which uh, I think is testament to uh, how much they like us being uh, over there as well. So, no, it was good. I was only supposed to be there for three weeks. ended up being like eight, mm. <laughs> which is a long time to be away. Every week, every couple of weeks, uh, Dad, can you uh, look after the dogs for a couple more weeks, oh. please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, there's uh, a heavy avalanche in the sequence, Sean. There was, um, which uh, in the end... You actually had to block out a, a oh, good yeah. chunk of I had a, it. Oh, yeah, I had a wibbly-wobbly blob for, yeah. a, for a while there as a placeholder, um, getting getting timings and uh, speeds and uh, rough rough placement in shots, just yeah. doing, a, doing a quick pass before uh, the effects jumped into it. Yeah, well, even then, um, there was a point at which third floor, I think, I'm guessing, were so busy with um, the, the third act that... You guys ended up having to do a bunch of the previews, especially for the uh, the arc around the. Yeah, there was. Um, they were. Um, quick shout out to my friends at Third Floor London, who I did work with, and I do know the people who worked on that. So, so uh, um, thank you for your lovely work. <laughs> um, but yes, they had us working in conjunction. I think with Third Floor, developing. Like they'd say, oh yeah, no, this is this previs is great, but what we actually want is this the helicopter art to arc around this pillar or and coming from this direction. Um, see what you can do. They're working on it too, but see what you can. Do. <laughs> exactly. I was like, okay, cool, okay, we'll we'll, we'll see what we can mock up there. Yeah. And, um, yeah. But that's really important for us to get that that early buy off and the position and, and continuity and things like that, and that just sets the the roadmap for everyone else down the down the pipe. Absolutely, yeah, um, yeah, and then uh, like you're saying, the avalanche was a big, probably the biggest effect that we had to do for for the show. Like mm-hmm. uh, we had, even though a good twenty minutes of the film, it all kind of culminates, uh, or at least our um, biggest section of the uh, visual effects culminates in a in uh, an avalanche that swamps the gulag. But no uh, one dies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're to we're to save every all plausibly. No one gets <laughs> if you look for it, there's uh, everyone escapes. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So where we kind of situated uh, our uh, scene is in it's in a uh, Siberia, Russia. So the it's like this vast snowy wasteland with just a few mountains popping up here and there, and. Uh, the Russian prison guards or whoever was holding, creating this gulag decided to place their uh, prison at the bottom of a mountain. The snowy um, mountain. Very smart, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the bottom of the snowy mountain. Even though it's set in Siberia, it was all based off a uh, location in Svalbard, Norway. And they did a, 
a location scout and shoot up there. Um, Marvel did, and they came back with a whole bunch of like uh, amazing photography. And there were literal mountains that they said we want the the prison, the gulag itself, to be uh, at the base of this specific mountain. So they took a bunch of um, they captured a bunch of photogrammetry. Uh, we converted that into CG, and then we created a full CG environment of this whole thing. And um, we added a little bit more snow to make it plausible for the avalanche <laughs> at the top of the mountain. And then, uh, and then, yeah, uh, at the end of the the sequence, uh, Yelena, who is Black Widow's, I don't know what you would call it, adoptive sister, not adoptive sister, but uh, <laughs> partner in crime. Uh, partner in crime. She's one of the. Um, uh, she's part of this family, so she's kind of uh, Natasha's sister in a way. She blows some stuff up, and she blows some stuff up, causes an avalanche, and. Uh, yeah, it, it it ends up uh, swamping everything. It was a huge one. We've done avalanches before. Uh, we did one in um, in uh, Apes Three, yeah, Apes Three, uh, Planet of the Apes. I can't remember <laughs> what the what the Rise War, yeah, Rise War, <laughs> one of them, <laughs> the last one. And uh, um, we've evolved our technology a fair bit since then. So like uh, the bit mainly in that um, uh, Manuka, our renderer can. Uh, handle a lot more data than it could back then so um the amount of detail we're able to punch into it was pretty extreme yeah and it's Uh, always it's always different every time even if you've done an avalanche it's like oh no yeah we yeah that was great but we're gonna do a bit of this (laughs) exactly you can't can't go backwards yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they always yeah always want something they haven't seen before yeah exactly um, right yeah so you always have to you know turn it up just (laughs) (laughs) exactly yeah (laughs) yeah and we did a a number of uh there were a number of different techniques that we combined into one to to make it work uh we started in houdini kind of did some blocking with that and the the simulation that we created in houdini actually was the base of what we then simulated in synapse uh to add all the details on top so it was just layer upon layer and then even that synapse um simulation drove another uh, fine detail layer of simulation on top so just layer upon layer of, of detail added on onto um, to get uh, we were literally in in amongst it so you kind of needed it yeah um, but freaking amazing yeah <laughs> yeah and then the rendering side of things always had to make sure that uh, it didn't look like smoke because that's the the biggest uh, worry slash risk when you're working with huge volumes is it just ends up looking like smoke so you just got to punch as much light scattering into it as as we could Mm. yeah and then even just uh working with a very let's say organic story (laughs) 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 uh having the control at the end of the pipe to be able to to alter the timings of the avalanche was important for us so yeah because it's got to it hits it's uh, got to come down at a certain speed but then oh it's getting a little bit close maybe it needs to be a bit slower exactly for this part. Oh, okay. <laughs> every shot had to feel like it was had some kind of continuity yeah um, yeah continuity was a big deal and in, in this um right from the start it was trying to plan out where the helicopter was, where the avalanche was, what everyone was doing at a particular point in time, and that was, I think, yeah, from a from a motion standpoint, that was 
pretty reasonably challenging, especially for the crowds. Yeah, I, and I, it's funny. You could watch the same shot over and over again. There's so many little moments between different cats, like different <laughs> people. I just, I love it. Uh, you guys did a fantastic job in, in the market there. Yeah, that, that was funny. That was fun. That was a real highlight, um, putting all that together. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what else did we do? We did uh, a bunch of uh, pig work as well. Oh, yeah. um, there's a sequence in... A lot of the story... Spoilers uh, from this point on. Yeah. <laughs> there's an avalanche. There's, a, there's an avalanche. <laughs> yeah. um, there is uh, basically a mind control drug in the in the movie, and it's how a lot of the widows are controlled. So it's not just Natasha, who's a black widow. She comes from a, a long line of widows. No, it's, <laughs> she comes from a, a group of widows that are uh, all trained from kids to be uh, assassins. And one of the ways they control them is through this drug. And um, part of our sequence was uh, explaining how this drug uh, actually works, in a way. Uh, Milena is one of the the people um, in charge of that operation, and she explains to both Yelena and Natasha the effects and how how she can control them. So we do that through the use of... Of pigs. <laughs> yeah, they are the uh, unfortunate uh, test case. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And we started out with um, with just a couple of uh, on-set pigs. Like oh, stunt just, pigs. Yeah, stunt pigs. <laughs> they were pretty great, actually. Yeah. One was called, they had four of them. Uh, one was called Toggle, uh, Miranda, who was a giant beast of a, th- a thing, and then Nigel and... Uh, <laughs> like, Tommy, I think, <laughs> and uh, they were uh, they were very nice pigs. But obviously, you know, at a certain point, uh, a pig will be a pig and not a an actor. Uh, yeah, they so... needed it to stop breathing, and the, <laughs> yeah. the pig the pig uh, didn't take direction too well at that point. So. Exactly. So yeah, that kind of uh, that's where we we took over a little bit. Um, we had to replace some of the the real life pigs with. Digi pigs, and there's a moment where Melina, um, using a, a kind of like a an iPad, is able to control different functions uh, of the pig itself, and uh, she gets it to stop breathing. So rather than do that for <laughs> for innocent real life pig, we we created our own. The stunt pig, the stunt pig was pretty impressive though. It was. Uh, it did look pretty yeah, good. It was, it was down. pretty cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. But we we needed to make it almost die without looking too. Uh, extreme. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I had to have a little bit of like a who was it? It was Toggle, I think that um that lies down. Yeah. The the thing was uh yeah Toggle, you can tell a pig to lie down, but it doesn't look like it's fainting. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Eyes are still. <laughs> exactly. So, so Toggle doesn't look scared. Uh, he just uh in his take just kind of lied down, which was which is great, but it yeah. didn't look like what the filmmakers <laughs> wanted at all. But it gave us some great reference. It was. It did. Yeah. No, it was good. Uh, yeah, it was perfect lighting reference, all that kind of thing. Yeah, animation reference too. It was great, great, uh, great to have the real thing as, yeah. a, as a base. The type of pig was a, a kunikuni, and <laughs> they, kunikunis, I don't know if anyone's seen what they look like, but they have these uh, little fleshy bits under their neck. Dangling. <laughs> Dangling. <laughs> they they kind of look like, um, they're called periperis. They kind of look like uh, just weird growths out of their neck, and they flop around like nobody's. <laughs> They're so awkward and weird to look at. And trying to get the um, the sim, yeah, uh, yeah the right <laughs> amount right. of floppiness on the yeah on the pig's uh, 
Yeah. Dangly think. bits was a, yeah, that was a, <laughs> oh that's less than funny dailies. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Just the right amount of flop. That's yeah. what you needed. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> but Tim, Tim Forbes, our uh, creature. Yeah, Cree lead. Cree lead managed to get that. Just right. That was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> favorite parts of the, the movie, uh, of the show. My favorite was probably... I did enjoy, I really enjoyed being on set. I thought that was a really good experience, especially with uh, the people that I went over there with, uh, Justin Vanderlick, uh, and just the team that we had. I, it was every day, I can't really complain. Like every day we had a really positive attitude. I, I, I can't express how good <laughs> our team was the whole way through this show. Yeah, it was, it was great. It was definitely the smoothest it's production smoothest, right? I think <laughs> yeah. I've been on. Which is for a Marvel show is and really uh, surprising. saying something. Yeah, it yeah. is. It's fucking oh. <laughs> fucking sweet show. <laughs> <laughs> fucking sweet show. You've been listening to Sean Walker and Carl Rapley on Unsupervised. Until next time, thanks for listening. And roll credits. Uh, shout out for me for to to Marv Young who is who was our producer on the show Lily Lawrence who was our um, production manager uh, both incredibly uh, talented and awesome people they gave me a lot of trust and flexibility which uh, is amazing especially for uh, someone like myself they kept the attitude positive the whole way through our um, coordinators Margot Mary and uh, <laughs> Morgan were all awesome. Uh, our supervisors, Tim Walker, Joe Aguilera, and uh, Glenn Shira were awesome. Uh, that is uh, comp, <laughs> effects, and CG, respectively. And uh, all our leads from Creatures, Tim Forbes, Jan uh, Provencher in, in Shaders. Do I have, I'm pretty much going through everyone right now. <laughs> Maybe that's Cover your bases. <laughs> Cover my bases. Um, and in doing so, I'm totally going to forget someone, but that's okay. <laughs> I'd, like to, I'd like to do a big shout-out to Matt Brunton. <laughs> yeah, Brunton, yeah. Matt was excellent. The Brunts. The Brunts. Yeah, glad to be working with him again on this next one as well. My, uh, my That was my uh, production uh, coordinator. Yeah, and, he was uh, awesome. Keeping me, keeping me on task. <laughs> exactly. I think that's about it. Uh, Ross and Toby, uh, my uh, lighting and, and comp leads were amazing. Honestly, could not have been... Uh, as efficient as we were without them. I think that's about it. Yeah.